the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Pastor Keith Crosby of Hillside Church. You serve a God who attentively watches over his people individually and collectively, causing all things to work together for good. Stick to the facts. From whence does your help come? Your help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So trust in that God. Before this stuff happens, cultivate trust in that God. And thirdly, dwell on the reality that your help is going to come from Him. I can see the promised land Though there's pain within the plan There is victory in the end Your love is my battle cry The answer for all my life Every dragon will fall the mountains will move Every chain of the past You've broken into All the fear of the lies We're singing the truth That nothing is impossible With you Oh, nothing is impossible Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Grace to Live radio broadcast with Keith Crosby, Senior Pastor of Hillside Church in San Jose, California. We are so delighted that you've chosen to spend time with us today on the broadcast. And as always, we would encourage you to follow along with us in your Bibles if you can. On today's program, Pastor Keith will be taking us through a series on the providence of God, where we'll be making stops in the book of Ruth, in the Psalms, and also in the book of Job. So if you have your Bibles... Please turn with us today to Psalm 121. Now, here's Pastor Keith with today's study. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are our God and King, that you sent us our Redeemer, the one mediator between God and humanity, Jesus Christ. We're thankful for our salvation. We're thankful for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit who enables us to look into your word and understand and apply it, who gives us the strength he does to do things in him, in you, that we could not do on our own. Today, Father, grant us insight as we continue our series on providence. Lord, as we continue to consider your watch care over us and your involvement in our lives, may we find comfort May we find peace, strength, and may we rejoice in what we have. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's message is entitled, Finding Peace in the Storm. And when you read the psalm, you're going to say, what storm? But what it is, it's more on providence. You know, we've been doing this series on providence. We did the book of Ruth, which is not about Ruth or Naomi or Boaz. It's about God and his providence. And how he watches over us, even in the most difficult of times. 
And so when you look at that, you say, wow, you know, that, how God orchestrated all that and brought it all about. Sometimes the times aren't always difficult, but we want to be re- reminded constantly that God is always with us. And Psalm 21 does that as well. When you read the Psalms, you may not have thought about this before, but written all over the Psalms in invisible ink is the word providence. God's providence is the source of hope and comfort for the psalmist, his, his involvement in their everyday lives, and it is a source of comfort for all Christians. Providence equals hope. And Psalm 121 is all about God as our protector and sustainer and how he provides. And, and toward that end, we see the pro- psalmist's confidence and sense of safety in God's care and involvement in his life. Psalm 121, just for background, is called, is uh, classified as a psalm of ascents. What that refers to, it's kind of the worship that God's people felt as they ascended toward his holy hill, Jerusalem, where the temple was. And a lot of times they got excited about it as they should have. Uh, Psalm 121 also depicts God's people on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, and as they get near the holy city, as they get near God's Mount Zion, they, they anticipate worship in his temple, and you can just sense their excitement, their thanksgiving, and the fact that they have arrived, although they're not yet there, and they are depending on God to get there. And so they ascend literally and worshipfully and spiritually. And as you read it, as we read it together, you sense that they sense that they're almost home, but not quite there, and they're thinking about God's providence. God is the source of their safety and well-being. Yahweh is the psalmist's security. And while no storm has appeared on his horizon or on his radar screen, the psalmist is calmed and comforted by the presence and providence of God. Now, this psalm, when we read it today, is descriptive, not prescriptive. It's not going to tell you to do something, but you're going to learn from the psalmist example. That's what that means. Some texts like 1 John or 1 Timothy or Romans are prescriptive. Other texts like narratives and sometimes poetry are descriptive, all right? So that's just extra and free. So we, again, talk about providence, and you may be joining us for the first time and wondering, well, what, what, what is providence? Well, providence is the governance of God of the universe by which he, with his wisdom and love, cares and directs all things to their right conclusion. He is in complete control of all things. Providence is uh, God's active involvement in the details of your everyday life, even when you don't realize it. Most of us don't. Most of the time, we don't realize it. Sometimes we look back over our shoulder at our lives and we see the hand of God steering us all the way through. Providence. An example that I gave a few weeks ago is the tilt of the earth. The earth is tilted at just the right angle to sustain life. Three to five degrees in either direction and we freeze or fry. We find providence throughout throughout the Bible, throughout the Psalms. And providence, again, reminds us and assures us that God is working out every detail of his ultimate plan for redemption, this unfolding drama of redemption. And all of us play a role. 
We talked about this several, several, a few weeks ago. Two little boys, 700 years apart, one playing with his friends, Jeremiah, whom God had set apart before he was born, set him apart in his mother's womb to be a prophet to the nations, which means the Gentiles, or a little boy playing in Tarsus named Saul, who had become the persecutor of the church and eventually his Roman or Greek name, Paul, he would become the, f- the first apostle to the Gentiles. It's providence. Providence. Who knew? So with all that in mind, let's look into Psalm 121, 1 through 8. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The psalmist is rehearsing and rejoicing in the fact that God is consistent in his care of his people, that he is relentless in the care of his people. He never sleeps or slumbers. He never takes his eyes off of his people. Even in their just most routine comings and goings as they come in and out. And this is a source of comfort for the psalmist, for you, for me, for all of us. A source of hope. And so today, today's passage, Psalm 121, serves to remind us of God's providential care for all of us. As a psalm of ascents, it is also a psalm of providence, a psalm of reassurance, a psalm of hope. And it tells us also implicitly that a world without God, a world ignorant of God, is a world preoccupied with fear, with anxiety, a world without hope. That's also the the mirror image uh, message of Psalm 121. Let me show you what I mean. Because more and more we live in an age where people are unsettled, they are fearful, they are obsessed with themselves and what's going to happen to them. Uh, People occasionally, even Christians, find themselves crippled by fear of the future, unsettled and unstable, unable to function at times. A little over a week ago, I read there's an article in the Christian Post, and they were reporting on a survey that was recently done, uh, comments on Gen Zers. You know, you have Gen X, Gen Z, and all these Gens, right? Gen Z is people born between 1997 and 2012, give or take a couple of years in either direction. And what the survey found was that many of them are worried, beyond worried, they are anxious. They have great anxiety about the future. 70% of them said that the pandemic harmed their mental health. 42% of them 
say they were diagnosed with a mental condition with half of these on medication and one in five seeing a therapist. Mental health challenges, including a host of problems that included but not limited to this, were found. Anxiety, depression, PTSD over the pandemic, OCD, eating disorders, insomnia, among other things. And on average, on average, they reported 10 bad mental health days per month, a third of the month. That is in the safest and freest and most prosperous society in the world, in history, with all of its warts and scars. Now, let me just say this. How did we, or ask this, how did we lose basically half of a generation to this? I mean, and I'm not, and I want to be careful because mental illness is a real thing. The statistical probability that 50% of a generation is mentally ill is impossible. But what it does show is that they might be mentally unwell in the fact that they are focusing on the wrong things, that they are fearful of the wrong things. No one should worry about the future and be beset by so many fears. And so today I want to look to the Christian who might be unsettled, uh, might be unstable right now, and encourage him or her to take four biblical actions so that you can find peace in a disturbing world without losing hope because of providence. And as we read in Psalm 121, you had to notice that this was a joyful psalm, not a psalm of distress, as many of the psalms are. And I'd like to suggest that these truths speak to the fact that This psalmist, as he was coming to Jerusalem, he had things settled in his mind. And as he looked to Jerusalem off in the distance and began the ascent, he was prepared for whatever was going to come his way. And this psalm reminds us, and you've heard me say this before, that there is no cramming for life. If you aren't preparing spiritually right now for the coming battle, whatever it is, then there's, there's no getting it together last minute. And that's why the word of God kind of encourages us to drill, drill, drill. And this psalmist obviously had, and he was prepared, and he was thinking through everything, even though nothing bad happened to him. And so we can learn from him today. Let's learn from him. Let's look at it drive into still four actions that can be taken. And action number one is this. Maintain a factual perspective. You see that in verses one and two. Know what is true. Cultivate the perspective in advance, Christian. Psalm 121 verses one and two. What does it say? I lift up my eyes to the hill. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, Yahweh who made heaven and earth. As this pilgrim marches ever closer to the holy city, hoping to arrive safely, he wonders aloud, perhaps, about the source of his safety and care and the possibility of what might or might not happen before he gets there, not with fearful agony, but with a settled sense of security. And he asks, 
From where does my help come? It's a rhetorical question. And consider his answer. Consider his certainty. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. People seek help from lots of sources. They seek job security for their well-being, for their sense of worth. They, some engage in Eastern meditative practices where they empty their mind of everything. The trouble is, is once it's over, everything comes crashing back in again. Dots return. And an empty head rather than a well-trained mind is not the way you want to go. These things are not Christian. But who would you want help from, really? I mean, think about it. My hope comes from the Lord. And who is he? He's the one who made heaven and earth. He's the one who spoke the time, spatter, the time matter, space, energy continuum into existence. And consider his rationale. He's depending on the one whose power is limitless. The God who made heaven and earth. That's how he describes him. The God who built the God who sustains, the God who holds all things together by the word of his power. It is by his providence and sovereign will that he holds it all together, and therefore the psalmist looks to him for help. From whence does my help come? From the Lord who made heaven and earth. We, like the psalmist, must look to him, must depend on him, must find our comfort and strength in him. Speaking of Psalms, in Psalm 46, we are reminded that God is constant, the one constant. He provides, he sustains, no matter what difficulties swirl around us, no matter how unstable the things that we once took for granted as stable seem, God is stability. Let me just read a few verses from Psalm 46, verses one through three. God is our refuge and strength a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, even if the world as we know it is coming undone, God is the one we depend on. We don't fret. God is our very present help in times of trouble. Though eternal and immovable looking things like mountains and the ground tremble, the omnipotent, immovable, sovereign God will provide for his people. And so our psalmist says in Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help, your help, our help, his help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So what's that got to do with you? How do we apply that? Well, you've heard me say many times, right thinking leads to right attitudes, actions, words, and deeds. So number one, in the midst of the storms of life, trust in the same God who made the heavens and earth. Trust in the same God who provided and guided, if you were with us weeks past, Naomi, Ruth, Boaz, causing all things, all things, to work together for good. And I would say, secondly, before the storms arrive, cultivate this trust 
in this God who made heaven and earth. He can and will provide because there's nothing like him. There's no one like him in the universe. And he's involved in your life. He's not, he's not detached. He's not distant from you. And so dwell on that fact that you serve a God who attentively watches over his people individually and collectively, causing all things to work together for good. Stick to the facts. From whence does your help come? Your help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So trust in that God. Before this stuff happens, cultivate trust in that God. And thirdly, dwell on the reality that your help is going to come from him. Because he's good, he cares, he can and will provide. And I would say, fourthly, remind yourself in whom you've trusted. He, as we read, is mighty to save. He is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Never lose sight of that. Don't wait till the storm comes to take your Bible off the bookshelf or to begin attending church. You need to be dwelling on these things. You need to be preparing for these things because trials will come. So maintain or cultivate a factual perspective. That's the first action. And our second action is this. Beware, be on guard against the loss of perspective. Don't let what appears to be happening be confused with what is actually happening. Uh, Beware, you know, of the loss of perspective That word beware means be aware. Uh, Let me give you an example of that. You know, years and years ago, there was this Hallmark card called Footprints. And it talks about this person walking on the beach and he's walking with God uh, or Jesus. And uh, he's looking back on his life, reflecting on all that has taken place. And he notices that there are times where there are two sets of footprints together, he and Jesus, and then there are times where there are one, sets of, one set of footprints there. And he's got this loss of perspective. And he says, Jesus, I'm noticing when I look back on my life that you walked with me in everyday life. But when things really got tough, it was just one set of footprints. It was just me. And Jesus says to him, no, that's not quite right. When you see one set of footprints, that's when I carried you. Providence. And so beware of the loss of perspective. Sometimes we see things and say, where is God? God is always there. And we are reminded in verses three and four of this fact that, and it says this, he will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither sleep nor slumber. Where is the loss of perspective here? Nowhere, because this is a happy psalm, a psalm of ascents. But there are lessons here that must not be lost on us because he's reflecting on the goodness and the power and the sovereignty of God right then and there before the trouble starts. He's not lost perspective. He has the right perspective. And we have to have that perspective. I'm reminded that it says in James that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. After Elijah's crushing defeat and slaughter of the prophets of Baal, at that mountaintop experience of his ministry where he had 
wiped out these Baal prophets, these Baal priests, he gets a, a letter, a threatening letter, and he turns and runs. And he runs so far away from where he was supposed to be that he exhausts himself. And he's in the midst of a, a mental and a physical collapse. Pastor Keith Crosby on today's edition of Grace to Live. We are so blessed that you've chosen to spend time with us today studying God's Word. And if you'd like more information on Pastor Keith or Hillside Church, here's how you can connect with us. Our mailing address is 545 Hillsdale Avenue in San Jose, California, 95136. The church office telephone line is area code 408 269 4782. And you can connect with us on our website, which is gracetoliveradio.org. There you can check out archived messages of past sermons and also listen to Pastor Keith's weekly blog. And please remember that the Grace to Live Radio program is a listener supported ministry outreach of Hillside Church if you'd like to partner with us financially. Again, all of these things are available to you on our website, gracetoliveradio.org. Also, I'd like to remind you that Pastor Keith and the staff here at Hillside always look forward to hearing from you. So if you'd like to drop us a note, you can email us here at keith at hillside.org. Well, we hope that you'll join us again next time for Grace to Live. But until then, I'm your host, Kevin Reeves. And on behalf of Pastor Keith and everyone here at Hillside Church, it is our prayer that the Lord will richly bless you. And thanks for listening. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.